sure, and are you busy tonight? Attack of the Cheese Monster Slam? The computer club is not a dating service. It's in the bylaws. Uh, you got a friend, and you can't go out without her? Well, uh, I have a friend, too. You do not! Her name is Helga? Well, great, great. My friend is from Sweden, too. Sweden? Sweden? His name is uh, Sven. Hang up. Disconnect the modem. Uh, so uh, we'll meet you and Helga tonight at the uh, movie theater. Bye-bye. Why did you do that? Because if I told her you were a doink from Great Neck, she wouldn't have gone. I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. Are you through? No, I'm not going. There, I'm through. You're going. Tra-la, tra-la-la-la-la, twilly twilly dum Good morning, campers. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brett. Yeah, different different Brett. Yes. <laughs> the, the art yeah, Brett, not the, second the, Brett, not the other Brett. Art Brett. Wait, how do we? How are we labeled? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you're Art Brett, and what's the other Brett, Andrew? Uh, uh, Ohio Brett. Ohio Brett. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like yeah. the sound of that. <laughs> um, this is episode one fifty eight. Yep. Are we talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, salute your shorts. Sponge's night out. Yeah. Or Sponge goes to the movies. Yeah, I always wonder why there's like two episode titles for all these online. It's kind of strange. Andrew, did you say? You yeah. said, I think you said something about reading. Did you read something? Yeah, on that? I I can't uh, I can't find it now, so I'm not sure if it was about salute your shorts anymore. But uh, I did read something where like the network that first aired it uh or like one of the networks that later aired it um like just made up their own names for it for some reason oh interesting yeah so it like ended up with two names yeah maybe it's like some sort of alternate title that they put on the tapes when they were putting them in the decks at like the studio or whatever yeah (laughs) interesting yeah interesting um well, for for those who may not know, uh, our our friend Art Brett or Brett Wilson, uh, Art uh, Brett, you are a great artist, and you you've done a ton of the work for um, Big Orange Couch. So before we even go forward, do you want to just kind of like uh, plug um, your stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can check out my Instagram at Brett Wilson Art. That's really the main page where I'm keeping things active right now. Um, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, it's a little bit crazy at the moment. I had to uh, shut down my Etsy and Redbubble shops temporarily due to uh, shipping issues. Um, So I'm working closely with my clients who still would like prints and stickers from me um, to find alternatives in the meantime. So I'm not totally out of commission. If you like anything you see on my page, just, um, you know, feel free to send me an email or a private message and I'll work with you to get you anything that interests you. Yeah. And you've done some really cool, like commission pieces of actual listeners as part of the shows yeah it was actually just out of the blue uh, a couple months ago i was i hate to admit it but i was a little rent uh short for rent money so it just spurred the moment i just thought well why don't i put some commissions out there and see if anyone bites and you know lo and behold people came out of the woodwork and say yeah i like your stuff let's give it a go and uh you know I, i i feel like i created some of my best art out of that it's it's really strange but cool yeah, it was awesome. I know uh, our 
our friend and listener, Endless Alexandra, I really loved. I think you did a Pete and Pete and Doug, right? Yep. Yeah. No, she was, she was a great help. And I had a lot of fun working with her just to get the, the feeling of each of those pieces just right. Yeah. Really cool. Um, well, yeah, people should definitely go to Instagram, check out Brett Wilson art. Um, he's awesome. And, uh, he's going to chat with us cause you love salute your shorts, right, Brett? You bet. I mean, (laughs) um, you know, I've told you guys before and anyone else who's interested in my art in particular, um, I feel like the Holy Trinity of live action Nickelodeon from the nineties is are you afraid of the dark? The adventures of Pete and Pete and salute your shorts. And I, I feel like as I was, you know, observing what's popular, what's not popular for like art subjects online, I noticed that there's kind of a void when it comes to these three shows, which is really peculiar to me. Um, you know, I just feel like they were high quality shows that really stuck with a lot of us and nineties kids and, you know, I, I felt the need to step up and represent them in this digital age. So, you know, who knows, once I get all the episodes of Salute Your Shorts, Pete and Pete, and I already did Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, done, maybe that'll help raise the awareness and lead to better things. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah. I, Andrew, would you agree to those as the Holy Trinity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's... Um... It's, it seems like there's three three portions of 90s Nick fans. It's like early, mid, and late 90s. And uh, yeah. I think I think those three shows hmm. kind of like are early, maybe bleed into mid. Um, right. So it's like a, you know, a group of people for kind of each moment of yeah. 90s Nick. Yeah, and I'd say for that section, it's like the, the sweet spot where Nickelodeon really got their traction with like, you know, Doug and Rugrats and Ren Stimpy and all that, where they're just getting their name on the map. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really an honor and something special that all of us got to be a part of that moment as they were on the rise. For sure. Um, well, this is only the fourth Salute Your Shorts episode we're talking about. We've talked about um, the Treasure of Sarah Madre, Zeke the Plumber, and the Radio Calling Contest. Um, and this this is an episode I've really been itching to do. I think the same for you, Andrew. Yeah, this was definitely one of the um, more memorable ones, I think, from the second season. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would I would chime in with that, too, as it's uh, well, I, I may not spoil anything, but I there's a lot to unpack here in a good way. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sponge Goes to the Movies or Sponge's Night Out airs on Wednesday, June 17th, 1992. It's season two, episode eight. Uh, and we have we have not talked about June of 1992. So do you guys want to hear a little bit about that month? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Cool. Uh, in June of 1992, the 46th NBA championship is played and the Chicago Bulls beat the Portland Trail Blazers four games to two. Um Hmm. Are you a are you a sports fan, Brett? Uh, I don't follow it too closely. I was into basketball and baseball in, in the '90s. Um, just kind of I don't really follow as much now, other than like go to a, a Red Sox game once in a while because I live on the East Coast. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, Dan Quayle, relying on a faulty faulty card, erroneously instructs Trenton, New Jersey elementary student to spell potato P O. T-A-T-O-E during a spelling bee. And it just made me laugh so much because I remember this being a gigantic scandal that Dan, oh Vice President Dan Quayle spelled potato wrong. And I just think of, 
I just think of where the bar is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what that makes me think of? <laughs> What's that? Uh, it makes me think of Helga misspelling qualm. Q-U-A-L-N, <laughs> as Big Bob would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now we have a president who misspells words in every tweet he sends. So. Uh, oh, <laughs> Uh, maf- maf- mafia boss John Gotti begins a life sentence in jail for murder and other crimes. Um, the NBA draft that month is held, and Shaquille O'Neal is picked first by the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Everybody here loves Shaq? Oh, yeah. Shaq um, attack. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I, 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 sent, I sent some hesitancy, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, no, he's fine. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I know him. He's a big guy. I don't really care about basketball, I guess, that much. I know much, him so. and, like, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and Charles Barkley and all them were, like, really big at the time. And, um, you know, th- this this year is a little bit before the time, but Space Jam came out a few years later, and Ooh. that really kind of made <laughs> basketball mainstream for yeah. kids who weren't into it. <laughs> yeah, it enlightened a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, TV that month, I don't know either of these shows. Um, but, uh, a show called on the air, uh, was on ABC. It's a David Lynch show, Andrew. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, uh, read about it, but I, I've never seen it before. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't ring a bell to me. Uh, the other is called the, I think it was oh, uh, Mark Frost too. Oh, Mark Frost. I think it was yeah. like Lynch. Yeah. Like both of them from Twin Peaks. Okay. Uh, but it, but it sounds like a completely different show, yeah. like a wha- more like a wacky sitcom or something. Oh, that's oh. crazy. Yeah, considering David Lynch, that's a that's a different tone. Yeah, you yeah. you know, have you? This is way off topic. Have you guys uh, heard of the movie The Straight Story by David Lynch? It's a Disney movie. No. Yes, I've seen it. Oh yeah. Nope. Uh, I just discovered it on great. Disney Plus, um, and it's incredible. I, why did Disney make? Uh, why did Disney give him money to make a movie? yeah i don't know um he i've heard him talk about it a little bit just as being like uh i mean he talks about it like it's for him his most complicated movie yeah Uh, but you know for viewers it's like probably the most accessible thing that he's ever made that's fascinating i'll have to look into that yeah it's a good one um the other show is called the grind on mtv Uh, is it a dance show? It I sounds think, like it was. Yeah, I think it is a dance show. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, in music, number one single, two number one singles that month for two weeks. It's "Jump" by Criss Cross. Oh yeah, backward <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's sorry, a, I have a lot of memories tied to that song. <laughs> oh, me too. I I really loved it. I thought it was just the coolest thing. Yeah, uh, wearing hoodies and baggy pants backwards was like. All the rage back in elementary school. <laughs> you know, the lower, the cooler you are. <laughs> um, also for two weeks, I'll Be There by Mariah Carey, which is a you know, pretty big hit. Uh, yeah. Other other albums released that month. We have an album from Faith No More, Elton John, B-52s, Black Sabbath, uh, Mariah Carey Unplugged, and one of my favorite albums, It's a Shame About Ray by the Lemonheads. Um, nice. So that's Good music. variety there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two number one movies that month uh, for two weeks. Patriot Games. Do you guys know this movie? Is that the one with Mel Brooks? I mean, um, was it Mel Gibson? No, that's Patriot. That's Patriot. Yeah, I don't know what Patriot Games are. 
Uh, but I know you guys will know the second one. For two weeks, uh, Batman Returns. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, th- I think, uh, I think yeah. I don't know if it's underrated, but it's it's a great Batman movie. Yeah, I. Yeah. That's the good. one with Catwoman and Penguin, right? Yeah, the yeah. Second one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like my earliest memory memory of that wasn't necessarily the movie, even though I saw it in theaters with my parents. But like just having this McDonald's toy with like the penguin in his little cart, and then when you roll it forward, it has his like umbrella with the skinny oh, spiral on the front. That really yeah. rings a bell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to collect all the Batman Happy Meal toys, and that's how I associate with the movie. And finally, when I was old enough to remember, I revisited and. You know, it's it's really interesting. It definitely has that Tim Burton gothic flair to it, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned those Batman toys because uh, I feel like Batman during that era had, like, some of the best uh, toys, oh, yeah. Happy Meal and otherwise. Not to not um, to mention that Batman the Animated Series was around, like, the early 90s, yeah. too. So that, that just really drove things home for us growing up. Yeah. Andrew, you remember those glass mugs from McDonald's they made for Batman? Oh yeah, those are. I'm still using a couple of them. Oh nice. wow, <laughs> they still have the designs on them, or are they all chipped away? Uh, no, they're like like new, basically. Nice, ah. good job. They did those for Flintstones too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some of those. Yeah, man. <laughs> now those were ha- those were Happy Meals. <laughs> mm. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, the only video game I could find for June uh, is it says Graphic Adventures, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis is released oh, on oh Lucas yeah. Arts. Yep, that's a point and click game. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. So did you have? I have I, yeah, that's awesome. I have some vague memories of it, but I didn't get into it till later, so I can't really comment on it. I just remember it. Uh, I think I mentioned before, but we had uh, the Lucas Arts like. Mm variety pack with like yeah. six different games in it oh man that was great yeah there's a lot <laughs> but, of uh, indiana jones was one of those mm-hmm. <laughs> cool well that's a little bit about june of 1992 do you guys want to talk about sponge goes to the movies you betcha uh yeah um you know what before we get into the actual episode though i just want to note um how much older some of them look in this second season yeah um <laughs> it's crazy it's like it almost seems like five years have gone by for like Budnick. yeah his hair got a lot longer yeah even even sponge yeah. is looking um taller and uh yeah, yeah just more mature yeah you know it actually reminds me of the difference between season one and two of are you afraid of the dark not to go on a tangent because um i've noticed that certain Midnight Society members like David really aged a lot since you know the first season. Mm. So, what what happened during those years? Was there like a time warp around that accelerated <laughs> everyone's age to puberty? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you want to kick it off? Yeah. So Pinsky and the girls are reading the paper when Pinsky notices that his favorite movie is playing, Attack of the Cheese Monster. He vows to see the movie tonight with a date in town. Guys, I can't believe it. My favorite movie is playing tonight, Attack of the Cheese Monster. This guy's made of cheddar, jack, swiss. This guy is a monster made of Munster. You know, it's been forever since I've seen a movie. You know what? I am gonna see this movie tonight, with a date, in town. Consider me out of camp. But the girls by me can't get past Ugg. 
Pinsky asks ZZ to watch out for Ugg while he calls the theater for showtimes, but she gets distracted and Ugg sentences him to push-ups. <laughs> That's kind of the introduction of the episode. Yeah, very yeah. well said, actually. Yeah. Uh, later, Pinsky has fallen asleep as the campers pick which clubs they'll join, and he wakes to find that he's stuck with Sponge in the computer club. <laughs> okay, now when I say move, and only when I say move, go stand next to the club you want to join. At the sacred tree... Deep in the North Woods, the Water Skiing Club. That's the Sacred Rock, down by the Frog Pond. That would be the Geology Club. The Computer Club, well, I'm out of sacred stuff. Well, the Joint Sponge's Computer Club, just stay right where you are. And... Huh? Congratulations, you are the newest member of the Computer Club. What? By unanimous decision, I vote you vice president in charge of floppy disks. Here is your pocket protector and your static guard hat. Well, oh boy. It's can't be good for my reputation. So, I mean, I, I really, I love the fact that just Pinsky falls asleep. So by default, he's, yeah. he's ended up in this club. <laughs> and uh, he's the only one there, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh... You know, not to spoil anybody's stray observations, but there's there's three clubs here, right? Geology, oh, ge- yeah. geology mm. club, water skiing club, and computer club. And I was just wondering mm. which club, uh, if you guys were at Camp Anawana, oh. which club you would have went with. Uh, I would say computer club. I was really into tech as a kid. Okay. Um, you know, I I was watching this and thinking like, man, I would hate to have to pick a club because I, I would tend to like not want to be, um, I don't know, constrained mm. to that club. Mm. But um, but I didn't even think about picking computer club for some reason. I would definitely pick that. Yeah. Uh, Woohoo. High five. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Same club. <laughs> yeah. Virtual. I, th- I think I think <laughs> I think in I think in retrospect. Yeah, I would pick Computer Club, but at the moment, I don't know. Water skiing club sounds so cool. Yeah. I mean, if you can stay up on the water skis, it's not easy. I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nightmare to me <laughs> as a kid. Like, I tried a few times, and it was just every, like, every time smashing your face into the yep, water. Like, yep, yep. Yeah, getting up is really the hardest part. But once you're there, as long as you can like focus on the on the rope, then it really becomes fun. Yeah, for sure. While Sponge is running the new modem line through the camp, Ugg tells the girls that he's going to use his night off to go out with Mona. What happened? What I finally out negotiated Doctor Khan. What happened? He was going to give me one night off every month, but I talked him into giving me one night off every four weeks. Way to play hardball, Ugg. Yeah, I know. Plus, plus, he's going to give it to me off tonight. So I'm going to take Mona on a fabulous date. Ooh, where are you guys going to go? Well, I think we'll go do a little dancing and maybe have dinner out, a little more dancing, and then we're going to go. Who knows? Oh, oh. Um, and I, I just want to mention, I like um, him bringing up Mona, mm. like this character that's not in the episode, but like we know her, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, she's one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah. And it's nice that we got to see um, Ugg and her like establish a relationship in the episode Mail Carrier Mona because, um, boy, yeah. you know that had a lot of highs and lows with the emotions, but I think it ended on a sweet note. 
for sure for sure yeah uh back at the boys bunk sponge hooks up the modem as pinsky drowsily looks on but pinsky gets interested when he realizes they can use it to dial out of camp and when sponge goes off to find a surge protector pinsky calls the cheerleader camp <laughs> over the- <laughs> sorry i'm giggling because that's like the, the premise of every every camp um maybe more so if you're like at a boy scout camp like was i was at a kid where you across the lake and you know try and sneak up on the girls and you know hang out with them um it's just yeah, yeah. anyways i won't go off on tangent oh pin, 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 no, 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 pinsky's pinsky's a freaking riot i mean he's just uh yeah <laughs> i'm not sure i can really relate to pinsky as a person but i i admire him yes I, yes i am <laughs> i admire his swagger yeah. it's just yeah. uh you know his confidence is 110 percent yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh over at the lodge ugg is trying to come up with ideas for his date when dina finds out about and, and when dina finds out about the phone she alerts the entire camp. The campers all take turns using the phone, and when Sponge gets back, they scatter. Hi, Bloomingdale. It's Dina. Hello, Turkey Hotline. The red bird flies from an empty nest. Hi, is this the Chicago Bulls? What's <laughs> up, so Buzzy? It's Budnick. Friends of the Fruit Fly Foundation? Is Frank there? I-, I know it's been a while, but I've been at camp. Finland's fantastic. I'll phone him there. Press one for white meat. Finland? Press two for dark meat. Uh, Frank there? Look, do you have a line on some chocolate bars? Philippines is fine. Yeah, let me speak to Michael Jordan. I want to order your swimmer section. Yeah, I'm a sister. Now, not from the swimmer section, the whole swimmer section. Yeah, Guns N' Roses hotline? Yeah, Aerosmith hotline? Barry Manilow hotline? Nah, wrong number. Mike Michael? Do you have anything more expensive? Michael Jordan? Sorry, wrong number. What color do I want? My name? Let's see. Quick, what's my name? Blue. Press seven if you want to talk about cranberry. What's it like to be on a cereal box? But what's the number for stuffing? Hey, sponge is coming. Um, I really like this uh, little montage of them like call- making calls to different places. Yeah, it's really fun. And yeah. we get to see like yeah. a little bit of each character's personalities depending on where they call and how they react to on who's on the other line. Yeah, Salute Your Shorts yeah. does this pretty well. I mean, and not just this episode, but they, they do it pretty consistently throughout the series these montages yeah 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 it's pretty fun um while the girls help ugg get ready pinsky makes a movie date with sharon detweiler (laughs) on the condition that he brings sponge as a date for her swedish friend um can i can i you know real quick uh sharon detweiler is a great name and i feel like it belongs in the pete and pete universe (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's a great point it is a good it really is great yeah yeah it feels and it feels very um like classic 90s girl totally yeah totally yeah you know what something was weird about it though was like just the transition here was kind of weird it was like sponge is on the phone with this sharon detweiler person and Pinsky somehow knows who she is right? Uh, enough to get on the phone. I don't know. Yeah. Why was she, on, why was she on the line? What, what, That's what I was. Did Pinsky uh, like dial? He was calling like an online dating service back then. I don't know. Uh, you know, this actually would have made sense if she had been one of the cheer cheerleaders that yeah. Pinsky was talking to. Yeah, good point. Okay. But, but I believe, um, sponge like called some other, camp for something mm. um that unrelated 
Yeah. So I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, just as Ugg is getting into his car to go out, Doctor <laughs> Khan announces that his night off is canceled <laughs> as a result of unusual phone activity. Oh, that's great! So satisfying. Because <laughs> the, the yeah. best thing about this moment is that you you see the loudspeaker that represents the the you know imaginary yeah. Doctor Khan, and then he's just constantly talking over him. Is like, I see you. Don't do it. Don't move. Don't leave. Don't you leave? And oh, yeah, well, it's just really great to see him wrestle with that conflict. Like, oh, should I break the rules and go anyway, or you know, be a good counselor? <laughs> yeah. This is Doctor Khan. Would Kevin Lee please come to my office? There's a fax coming in from the phone company. Something about abnormal activity on the line. Hmm. The fax is still coming. It's still coming. Kevin, I've canceled your night off for the evening. Please come to my office now. Did you hear me, Kevin? This is Doctor Kong. Kevin. Um, I was wondering as I was watching that, like, do you think somebody off screen was like giving him the cues? I think it's possible because. Um, Otherwise, how else would he know unless he just memorized the script really well or winged it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfectly timed it out. Right. <laughs> um, Ugg quickly traces the calls back to the bunk, and Sponge is punished with push-ups and being grounded. <laughs> um, and this is a interesting uh, scene here with the bell ringing. Here at Camp Anawana, we're like a big family. Doctor Khan is like your mother, and I. I'm like your father. Does that mean you're going to slump in front of the TV all weekend with no shirt on? It means that when you break the rules, we're here to make your life miserable. Sponge Harris has chosen to break the telephone rules with calls to Zaire, Ho Chi Minh City, Brussels, Chicago, Kuala Lumpur, and a town, some town called 976 Faith. I don't know how it happened, but I didn't do it. Then who did? I was like watching it, and um, since these episodes are kind of so like poor quality, usually the ones that we're watching, um, I, I heard the bell ringing, and at first I'm like, is that just a like a problem with the video? Yeah, you know? like somebody got a really horrible. Um, transfer right no i think it's just clever editing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it turns out sponge is uh knocking the bell with his nose as he's doing the push-ups yes um there 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 is a line here that i love from ug where he says i'm like your father and uh donkey donkey lips responds does that mean you're going to slump in front of the tv with no shirt on <laughs> oh, i love that yeah, yeah. that's a great line it really so it, it really informs you too a little bit about Donkey Lips' backstory that perhaps his parents are Yeah. Slug, I, I kind of I kind of imagine his parents would be something along the lines of uh the ones in you can't do that on television. <laughs> mm. Yeah. See that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh that night Pinsky convinces Sponge to go out for their date anyway, and the rest of the campers follow close behind. Um, and I just, uh, again, want to stop just to say, uh, I love this going outside at night yeah. thing that happens in, uh, this show like multiple times. Um, 
something about that. Just a great story development. Not only that, it just feels like you can relate to that as a kid, like wanting to break the rules to do something fun. Yeah. And see if you can get yeah. away with it. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it before, but like with shows like Salute Your Shorts and Pete and Pete, where they're filming on location, when they're outside at night, it actually feels like night. You know what I mean? It's not like a, sitco- right. a sitcom where, yeah. you're, where it feels yeah. like you're on a stage. So it feels right. it feels kind of <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah, definitely a subtle but distinct difference if you have a keen eye for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So when they get to the theater, Pinsky quickly runs off with his date, and Sponge is surprised to discover that not only isn't his date Swedish, but they have more in common than he thought. Great, great. Uh, look, when she comes out of the bathroom, just say hi or something. I don't know. We'll be in there. But, but, uh, but I... Helga? Good cabal. Yeah, good cabal, Helga. I got something to tell you. I'm not really Swedish. <laughs> really? Me neither. I feel so stupid. I can't believe someone with 162 IQ could get dragged into something like this. You're 162? I'm 168. Really? Wow. Let's go see the movie. It'd be nice to have someone to discuss it with afterwards. Um, she's kind of like, uh, uh, a brainiac, like nerdy in the way that sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe a mathlete. <laughs> yeah, I, Did I, they have mathletes back then. I think so. Yeah, that was like a middle school thing for me. Was, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm basing this off of the fact that Lindsay from Freaks and Geeks was a mathlete, and that took place in the '80s. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe there's a oh. multiple universe. I have to say, this last eight minutes of Salute Your Shorts, I think, is, like, some of the most iconic of the series once they're at the theater. Yes. Ah. Yeah, agree. Yeah, the editing, the acting, it's all just, like, chef kiss. <laughs> you know, love it yeah. every time. Totally. So soon the rest of the campers show up, and right behind them comes Ugg, going to a movie by himself after he missed his date. Oh, man, I love the smell of popcorn in the evening. Smells like perfume. Can we get some? No, we can't. We're here on business. I bet they haven't even kissed yet. I bet they haven't even shaken hands. I bet she ran when she saw them. Yeah, really? Come on, you guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I was supposed to have a date with my girlfriend tonight, who's a male woman. I, I mean, she's a... Uh... Uh, she's not a carnival or anything. She's a, a woman who delivers mail, you know. But uh, she had a, sp- a special seminar at the post office tonight on the Elvis stamp, and I figured, why well, miss that for some stupid movie? Uh, I mean, not that your movies are stupid here or anything. I mean, I was just trying to say that um, I'll, uh, I'll just go in now. When he walks into the theater, <laughs> the kids pile out in a panic. They run around the building hiding. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? We're here to film the magic of Spongy's first date. Oh, yeah, real funny. I- I'm sorry, Susie, but we're going to have to cut our date a little short. Will I ever see you again? I don't know. I'm coming back! Oh, no! While Ugg disastrously flirts with the attendant. <laughs> disastrously. <laughs> Uh-oh. He, re- he really does, though. I, I wrote down... Yeah. I, I wrote down that 
for whatever reason, the lady who plays the uh, snack lady, her face yeah. is just like mm-hmm. ingrained in my head. Like the moment I saw her, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I've <laughs> known this lady every day of my life. I, it's just kind of has a grumpy cat face to her, you know, yeah. permanent like sad face. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good piece of casting for someone who I think I don't even know if she utters a line. Um, she doesn't. No. She's not yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he definitely, he definitely uh, that ug line where he says he'll take her to go. Wow, this is salty. I guess I'll take a large uh, soda, please, and uh, a, a large diet, please, and uh, you to go, <laughs> or uh, just the diet. Uh, <laughs> I think cringe a lot. I felt bad for the lady. We're pretty cringy. Yeah. 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 Come on, Uggs. Uh, Uggs whole. <laughs> Ugg's whole like um, presence in this end scene is very weird and great. Yeah, yeah, like, it somehow works. His like sweater that he's wearing, mm. uh, just like his clothes. Even <laughs> he's just I don't know. Something about it. <laughs> um, the speaking of uh, cringy lines, real fast. Donkey lips going sure. into the girls' room. Ah, yeah. I I just I just I couldn't believe they got away with this. You just hear Donkey Lips in the bathroom going, "Dina, wow!" And then she yeah. slaps him. <laughs> yep, yep. And then, considering he gets kicked out later with a camcorder, it makes you wonder what really went on in there. Uh, pretty pretty risque stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Ugg finally spots Budnick running into the dark theater, he mistakenly puts an innocent red-haired girl in a. <laughs> gets thrown out. Oh, I love that. Budnick? When are you going to learn you can't get away with this stuff? Ah, gotcha. (laughs) You're coming with me? You are coming with me. Budnick, you are in some serious trouble. Oh, you're not Budnick. I, uh, I, I am... I am in some serious trouble. Oh, the the, head, yeah. the headlock's well, so good. So great. Yep, because you don't see yeah. who it is until she lifts her head up and starts weeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Budnick... It's really a perfect... Just perfect. to really nail it in, you know, Budnick's peeking in the, the porthole behind both of them as she's crying and Uggs <laughs> realizing, oh, shoot, I'm... This is not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so oh, many man. great things here. Before um, before he gets busted, just the, you know, just the phone ringing with Sponge and the girl in the phone booth. Yep. Um, yep. Great yeah. tense moment. And them, like, uh, moving around that uh, couch in the middle of the room. Yeah. Something's really... It looks like a sombrero uh, to me. Memorable about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ugg gets thrown out of the theater and to keep him from seeing Sponge, Susie kisses him and keeps him kissing him while the rest of the campers plead to leave. Mm. I'm gonna see you, quick! Um, I just... Sponge? Sponge kissing a girl? Nah, it can't be. Um, can, can I just... I just want not on my day off! Sponge got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He, he went out on top in the end. You know, 
Usually nerds don't yeah. get the girls, but this time there's an exception. Yeah, it's a feel good ending for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um except for for us. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing. I mean, he it's it was already a sad event that he had to like come alone and uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I just mean his whole day was comic relief. <laughs> pretty horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a bad day for Egg. Can I just mention um, the like the way the camera changes um, when it's looking into the phone booth? Mm. There's like it's weird. It like shifts from the regular camera look to like a handheld camcorder look. I oh, I guess it's the camcorder that um, Donkey Lips was holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible. Oh. I think it. I never I thought it's about safe that. to assume that. Hmm. I never thought about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, do you guys want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this? You bet. Oh, yeah. Hi. This is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Uh, well, I took a look at uh, a couple of the people that acted in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Sponge Harris was played by Trevor Eister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about him a little bit, but yeah, he's not the... so much about <laughs> what he's done. He's the original Harry Potter. Remember that? <laughs> But he's also been in Married with Children, mm-hmm. Matlock, Get a Life, and Bones. Nice, wow. Um, I thought those were kind of surprisingly big titles for him. Is like, Bones... I don't remember seeing him in... Is Bones his most recent thing? Yeah. I believe so. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah, I, I, I looked at the I timeline too, and I believe it was around yeah. like 2015 when he, he dropped off from acting again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also took a look at Sponge's date, Susie. Um, she's played by Sandy Endo. And she, her only other acting credit was in Tyson from 1995. Huh. What's Tyson? Sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, it's a movie oh. about Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Oh. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for just sticking on uh, Tim Eister, or... Trevor, I should say. Um, he actually changed his name legally in 2002 um, after kind of going on a self-discovery personal vision quest type thing. And Ooh. his uh, reasoning was that uh, Tim, he felt Tim had too many negative connotations like Tiny Tim, Little Timmy, people who are like prone to mischief. So he wanted to distance himself from that while also honoring his like father's last name. So I kept the last name. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Here. Yep. Um, other than that, he hasn't done too much outside of like acting, other than having like a brief hiatus between '98 to like around 2012, and then he um, he did some weird like documentary thing on his life around 2016 called Spongy Leaks, which I thought was interesting hmm. and appropriately named. Um, but unfortunately, there's like no current information on that right now beyond the title and a basic summary. Huh. Wow. I know yeah. the I know the slime book makes it sound like he had a pretty rough go filming Salute Your Shorts and that his mom was uh, pretty heavily involved. Yeah, he had some family issues, um, but, you know, we all do in some way. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing I think is noteworthy just because of the parallels of how he he uh, acted a lot with uh, Pinsky in this episode. Um, so, as you may know, uh, Pinsky was played by Blake Sennett. Um, was the lead guitarist for the band Rilo Kiley. Kiley? Rilo Kiley? Is that what you Yeah, Rilo um, Kiley. 
Yeah, he, uh, uh, Trevor attempted to do some like performances with him in the late 2000s, early 2010s, um, but it didn't seem to go too much anywhere beyond recording sessions. But I just wanted to mention because I think it's interesting how, you know, they have chemistry in this episode and, you know, they try to hit it off in real life too with music. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Blake Sennett, uh, Pinsky. He's mm-hmm. he's done a ton of cool stuff uh, musically. Um, Definitely. Really like his work. Um, well, I took a look at two of the people who were given writing credits on this episode, and honestly, uh, I'll just talk about them at the same time. Their name are uh, their names are Tim Mail and Douglas uh, Tubber. Um, and they are a writing and producing tr- duo. Like when I was looking at their credits, I was getting so confused because every single thing was the same. And I thought maybe oh. maybe someone changed their name or something, but they're, they just they do everything <laughs> together. Um, so uh, their credits include they, they wrote three episodes of Salute Your Shorts. Um, they are also uh, writer producers on a show called All American Girl. Six, they wrote six episodes of Smart Guy. Um, they were the writers and executive producers on Lizzie McGuire. Uh, they were they were the creators, writers, and executive producers of Phil of the Future. Um, they are the creators, writers, and executive producers on Darcy's Wild Life. Uh, they are the consulting producers on Jesse, which is a newer show. Uh, and currently, it seems like the thing they've worked on uh, is a show called Littlest Pet Shop, A World of Our Own. Um, but uh, wow, that's, that's a lot. But these guys, uh, they stick together. So um, yeah, good for maybe them. they have a Johnny Depp, uh, Tim Burton kind of vibe where they're just good friends and <laughs> they like the creative collaboration. Yeah, that they do. yeah. I think they're also. I think they also did Mail Carrier Mona. So I wonder if they're the Mona guys. Oh, yeah. uh, Could be. I mean, if you check uh, yeah. Park Ranger Mona that episode later on, that might confirm it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for bios. Any trivia? There was like a demand for a third season, but um, Steve Slavkin said that uh, even though they tried to make that happen, they couldn't get the kids to move to Orlando for the location shooting um, because there's some shuffling of management at Nickelodeon and Viacom at the time due to rights. Um, so unfortunately, they fell through the cracks with that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have went on, which would have been interesting. Cool. Um, well, not cool, but uh, kind of interesting. Unfortunate, but interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew, do you have any trivia? Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that um, this is the first first episode we've watched in season two, but that season two has a different uh, intro, if you notice. Oh, yeah. Um, like how it's intercut with some of the footage of the intro from the first season, but like the camper yeah. wearing different shirts except for like donkey lips yeah, yeah. uh i imagine i watching it i imagined that um budnick was so much older they were like we've got to do something here yeah like he almost doesn't look like the same kid right yeah the hair makes a big difference too it's a lot more wavier and less mullety huh <laughs> so the the trivia i found here was that uh the movie theater scene was built mostly of cardboard and uh it fell over yeah i saw that too <laughs> it fell over quite a few times yeah. while filming uh steve slapskin and his production crew had to use several bricks and tape to keep the set up 
which is interesting That's because so it's interesting because the set actually looks really good on screen. Like it looks like a real lobby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was actually. Yeah, I, I, I picked up on that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I I was just gonna say that it totally. I watching it, I thought it was a real uh, movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah, me too. I was I was actually looking after I saw that fact. Um, to see if there was like any wobbling in the walls because of that, but I, I think the the pacing of the acting just moves so quick. It's it's like a blink and you mo- miss it moment. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I also saw here that Telly reads a newspaper article describing the Lakers needing a new point guard. This was filmed around the same time that Magic Johnson had announced that he had HIV and retired from the NBA. Um, and then the other one here, which I can't confirm, but that I found on IMDb, said the magazine that Budnick allegedly swapped from Dr. Khan's office in Budnick Loves Dina Part 2 is actually an issue of People's Magazine. Dina is reading the same magazine in this episode. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of hard to make out with the quality of episodes we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if we can actually go back and pinpoint it, but maybe that's a project for another day. We'll just take it for truth. IMDB has never been wrong. Um, (laughs) um, So you guys want to do stray observations? Yes. Um, In the paper at the beginning of the episode, ZZ is angry at this development. Did you guys know? Uh, yeah. She's disgusted that the Japanese still haven't signed the international whale whaling bill. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. A treaty. <laughs> A treaty, but, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what are the names of the places the campers call on the computer during the montage? Uh, I mean, if you... Uh, Dina calls Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Donkey Lips calls the Turkey Hotline. Yep. Uh, Budnick calls Buzzy. I assume his friend, um, the Guns N' Roses hotline, the Aerosmith hotline, and the Barry Manilow hotline. He nailed all of it. Um, <laughs> Telly calls uh, Michael Jordan um, through the Chicago Bulls. Um, ZZ calls Friends of the Fruit Fly Foundation. Yeah, um, impressive. You got it all. And, uh, okay. Um, That's all I got. Well, here's a good follow-up for that yeah. one. What um, what is Michael Jordan's daughter's name? Because Telly said, you know, quick, what's my name? What's my name? Because I think MJ thought that Telly was her daughter calling. Oh. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know Michael Jordan's daughter. Is it? it is Jasmine. And a- uh. actually, Michael Jordan also has two sons named Jeffrey and Marcus. Hmm. Yeah. That's funny cuz when uh when she was saying that I for some reason I thought she was just like so overwhelmed right talking to Michael Jordan yeah. that uh that's why I thought that, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, it's nice that it's actually a real fact and not just something made up for the script. So yeah. it goes to the writers. Um well, this one's a real easy one. What's what's the name of the movie? Uh Attack of the Cheese Monster. And do you remember what the cheese monster is made out of? Yes. Cheddar, <laughs> Jack, um, Swiss, and Munster. That's right. This this guy is a monster made of Munster. Exactly. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> um, multiple times during this episode, Dina reads something. Um, did you guys catch this? Was it like a Garfield cartoon? <laughs> 
comic strip? Yeah. Uh, Garfield specifically falling off the sofa and going, R. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. He's trying that joke out. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. ZZ saved what two insects in the very beginning of the episode? Uh, a spider named Dwayne and a potato bug? Correct. And you even got the name right. I was going to ask that next. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Um, do you guys know what Siskel and Ebert are calling the attack of the cheese monster? A zesty summer tonic. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I ate that up. <laughs> um, what is everybody supposed to be doing during the time Pinsky wants to go to the movie? Oh, no, I don't know it. Yeah, it's like at the very beginning. Are they, like, waiting for dinner? It's weird, kind of. Okay. Uh, it's a bottle and jug cutting workshop. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah that rings a bell now. Um, oh here's here's a fun one for you guys. What model super soaker does Budnet squirt sponge with during his uh, computer club pitch? Do not know. <laughs> I have no idea. It is the oh. super soaker fifty, and actually, oh, it is the man. highest selling super soaker of all time back in nineteen ninety two. And that beats out like all the other models that range from ten to three hundred. Oh man, I can't, I can't believe that's the best-selling one. Yeah, it's like the most it plain is. one too. It's the one with the green bottle and the yellow handle. Yeah, but you know, it's the med- middle of the road model, so I guess it's the most acceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to go off on a super quick tangent about super soakers, did you guys know that there's a super soaker model that was banned after being released for one year? <laughs> I'm not no. sure I did. Uh, I I, I kind of went into a rabbit hole when I dug through this information earlier. Um, but apparently the Super Soaker CPS 2000 was released in 1996 and later recalled um, by some federal safety agency for having too high pressure because kids were getting injured from squirting each other in the faces with it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's like massive. It looks like a, a rail gun, and you, you have like a strap on it to hold it in your, like, beside your hip. You'll have to uh, do a search online for that. It looks really cool. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, did you guys happen to catch a couple things here? Did you happen to catch the name of the theater or what time the movie was playing? Uh, I think 645 was one of the times. Yep, 645. And, yeah. and four o'clock. Uh, the Vista Theater. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I looked. Nice. Up, I looked up the Vista, and there's a really famous theater in Los Angeles that it looks like the same kind of thing. It's like a classic, one theater, mm. auditorium. Um, oh, that's cool. So, um, ZZ promises that whoever joins the Geology Club will get the will like have these things happen to them. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Save the planet. <laughs> uh, they'll know the difference between feldspar and mica, mica yeah. and have a happier life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually used to uh, hunt for rocks like that in first grade. We had a field trip to a, a quarry, and I remember doing something similar to that, where we take these empty uh, egg cartons and then we just go around like picking up things that looked cool and trying to identify them by writing labels on them, where we put the 
the rocks in each of the slots. So that's what comes to mind when she says that. <laughs> oh, here's a fun one for you. Um, there's a floppy disk on Sponge's computer helmet that says Computer Club. How, how much data can a floppy disk hold approximately? Oh, man. I have no idea. Uh, like ballpark? 1.5 megabytes. Damn. Um, you're actually really close. The actual number is 1.44 megabytes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you should play the price is right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Ugg is going through some date options. Um, do you guys remember any of the options he considers? I remember that he wanted to get his mufflers fixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so awkward. Um, and I think two for one at Salad City. Yes. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ugg's deal with Dr. Khan. Did you get this? <laughs> this is like one of my all time, like top Nickelodeon memorable things really? for some reason. Yeah. It's like, I think he gets. Oh yeah, he he gets four weeks off, but neg- no, he gets a month off, but negotiates to get four weeks or something silly like that. Isn't it I'm like? Sorry, I butchered. Isn't That's it close. like uh, Doctor Khan offers him one night out a month, but he renegotiated to one night out every four weeks? Yeah, that sounds closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> I love. Uh, oh, Ugg. I I love I love the kids' reaction, like Dina being like, "Great job, Ugg." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's like a goofy well, character I mean, in this one. Though, uh, really, he should come out a little bit ahead from doing that, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, There's a couple five, once, five maybe weekers. Maybe once every five months. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that could work. Uh, yeah. uh, what does, um, what's the, what's the, like, greeting that uh, Sponge and Helga say to each other when they first meet? Oh man, uh, I don't remember. They say like "good gaval." Oh, good gaval, um, yeah, uh. yeah. And then they immediately explain, you know, that their cover is blown and they're not actually Swedish. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, there's there's just a quote here uh, to bring up. Uh, Pinsky call at one point says to Sponge. Um, that he's a doink from Great Neck, and I I looked <laughs> and I looked it up. And Great Neck is in New York. Um, is there mm-hmm. is there any other like supporting facts that Salute Your Shorts is supposed to happen in New York? Uh, not off the top of my head. That, I always assumed yeah, it was it was tied to the California camp location that they went to. Yeah, me too. Unless Sponge yeah. is coming from across the country, which is possible. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> um, I remember Pinsky uh, saying this when he was encouraging Sponge to go on the date. You got to get the cake out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that stuck with me because when Sponge tells his story, it was like very embarrassing how this bully shoved like a, some sort of fudge cake down the back of Sponge's pants and humiliated him. But uh, Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it, was, it was a nice you know, coaching moment where he helped him get over past traumas to, you know, let this dating thing happen rather than shy away from it. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you catch what sponge wants to do with the new modem? No. Three things. Okay. Uh, set up databases, schedule intercamps and socials 
and transfer information back and forth. Sounds like the beginning of the internet. <laughs> yep. Here, here's an art trivia that I remembered. Uh, what does uh, Helga, or rather Susie, I think is her real name, and Sponge's like item that they both have the same of that they find out at the movies? Uh, inhalers. Yes. And they actually use each other's in the phone booth, which is a little strange, but oh, whatever. <laughs> do, do you remember the odds of them having the same inhaler? It's like 253 oh, yeah. to one or something high like that. Not that high. I believe it's, I think it's 19 to one. Yeah. 19 to one. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Pretty low. Really? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, um, Sponge says he's, tr- uh, had a date before with his dad's boss's daughter. Do you know his, uh, what her name was? His first date? Bitsy Lombardo. <sighs> Bitsy Lombardo. Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> Like 300 points, Alice. <laughs> uh, did you guys catch what Pinsky says they could do with the phone? Uh, something about calling NASA? Um, he actually says they could become explorers in faraway lands and order Chinese food from yes. China. Yeah, 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 remember the Chinese food. <laughs> Chinese food from China? Huh. Uh, do you know what cities uh, Ugg reads off that they've called? Zaire, yes. Ho Chi Minh City, Brussels, Chicago, Kuala Lumpur, and 976 Babe. Um, did you guys catch the name of the ticket man at the Vista? But uh, Budnick calls him by name. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. no. Henry? <laughs> His name is Francis. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um... Did you catch Ugg's final date plans? No. Uh, uh, dinner at the Lobster Trap. A moonlight cruise with Jimmy Sturgeon's Polka Pirates. <laughs> that was it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds um, better than getting changed. <laughs> what does uh, What does Donkey Lips say? Popcorn smells like. Uh, perfume. Yes. Perfume. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> does it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> in donkey lips's world like, yeah um sponges and did you catch sponges and Susie's swedish names uh sven and helga yep, yep. um mona uh it, it, ug says that mona had to go to a seminar on the elvis stamp and I look, I looked it up, and actually, that month in history, the month that this episode aired, the UPS announced a contest as to whether they would have the young Elvis or the old Elvis on the stamp and let people vote. Uh, so, wow. so the thing they mentioned in the episode was actually happening in the country, and they uh, people ended up uh, people ended up voting for the young Elvis. That's so cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was predictable. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, young Elvis. Yeah. Um, did you catch any of the movie posters that were in the theater? Uh, I couldn't make them out. Mine was too blurry. I definitely saw a Dracula, um, but I, yep. could, I couldn't make out Dracula. much else besides that. Uh, the other ones I caught were Phantom of the Opera and Monster on the Campus. Oh, oh yeah. Good eye. Okay, cool. Um, when... Uh, Sponge and uh, what's her name, Susie? Yeah. When they're in the phone yeah. booth or phone booth, they say that this reminds them of a movie. Do you guys know the name of the movie? 
Clowns of War. Clowns of War, <laughs> which is not a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, this is my last one. Uh, part of the movie Ugg doesn't. The part of the movie that Ugg doesn't want to miss. He says. Oh, this is my last one too. Uh, the belt sander uh, scenes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how like would it. you how would you belt sand a cheese monster? Wouldn't that just get all gunked up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you'd, it's like made out of a cheese grater. I guess you just have to see it to know, yeah. bro. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta find a copy of that in some old tape store around. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, ratings. Um, this is one of the higher rated uh, episodes we've done on IMDb. It has a nine out of ten. On TV.com, it has a 9.7 out of 10. Um, so out of five Krebs stars, what did you guys give Sponge Goes to the Movies? Um, I gave it a four out of five Krebs stars. Um, I like this episode a lot. Uh, there were like a couple random things that I felt like were a little bit um, off with the story. Um, just like kind of nitpicky stuff. but. I, it's one of these episodes, uh, especially of Salute Your Shorts, that has really stuck in my head all these mm. years later, yeah. um, particularly from season two. I feel like this mm-hmm. is one of the few that like just um, I don't know that like I knew what was going to happen before I watched it again. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a great one. Uh, I think there's a lot of strong stuff in it, um, especially. The I I probably would have even ranked it a little bit lower if it hadn't been for like the just amount of uh, interesting detail in it. Yeah, um, it just really nailed that. I thought so. Four out of five. Cool. That's cool. Uh, would you give it? Uh, I I don't know if you like how strict you are on the decimal points, um, but if I'm allowed decimal points, I would say a four point yeah. nine out of five Krebs stars. And oh. the reason why I took like a tiny bit off uh, is because of that cringy Ugg moment <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Mona um, wasn't in the scene at all, even if it was just like a quick like popping in to say hi. Um, you know, it, it's a nitpicky thing. I'm sure people wouldn't care because, you know, she's still represented in the script. Um, but considering that they recently got together mail carrier Mona, it would have been nice just as like a little follow up nod. Um, yeah 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 other than that i would say the the episode is very poignant again as you guys said in the ratings said um you know there's a lot of stuff packed into this episode it always keeps things fresh and interesting um you know it, it sticks with you because of all the crazy antics that happen in it and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's one of the few salute your shorts episodes that actually goes off camp and you see like another setting altogether rather than implied through dialogue, which is really, you know, kind of a treat at this point. Um, So, you know, overall great acting, a lot of great lines, um, you know, a lot of good uh, character development. I like Ugg being a silly buffoon in this and Sponge (laughs) finally getting the girl in the end, so to speak. Um, Pincy was a great wingman. Uh, It was, it was a really solid, well-rounded episode. So yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, uh, I love I love this episode. It's not quite perfect to me. There's something I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something in the first two thirds. Obviously, the uh, to me the movie theater is perfection, but there's something about the pacing yeah. of maybe the first act 
that is mm-hmm. like yeah. not quite urgent enough. It's it's a little lackadaisical, but still, I really yeah I really like this episode. I gave it a four point five, um, just because I think that movie segment is so iconic. And you know, when I think of Salute Your Shorts, I think of pretty much I think of Zeke the Plumber, the movie theater, and like. <laughs> donkey lips trying to lose weight i mean i just like i mean there's yeah, th- yeah there's 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 a whole bunch of stuff of course beyond that but you know this this episode really held a special place in my heart as a kid and re-watching it was it was still funny and it was still it's still very charming um so i liked it a lot yeah yeah i think we all pretty much agree on this one it's it's a very fun one to revisit even after all these years because uh it just goes to show how quality it is yeah for sure yeah and and it was uh kind of good to have a sponge centric episode. Mm. Um, feel like his character maybe didn't get sometimes as much uh, attention as the others. Right, uh, it just yeah. felt kind of good. Yeah, often he was left in the background with Ugg to do some subplots. Um, but this time he's yeah. at the forefront, which is a good change of pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what well, do you guys want to name the episode? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I called this one of modems and movies. Ooh. Would you wait? Would you I, call I like it <laughs> of modems and movies? Okay, <laughs> that's good. I, I like I like the the mice and men uh, yeah. homage. It's clever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I I originally called this one popcorn pandemonium. But then I realized that was actually a season one Rocco episode. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with my backup, which is making moves on movie night. Mm, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Making moves on movie night. I guess I guess I'll go with um, when Sven met Helga. Oh, that has like a Harry met Sally. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Uh, We'll post those. You guys can vote. Um, and that'll be good. Uh, we do have a couple listener letters. Uh, do you want to hear those? Yeah. Open oh, it yeah. Up. Okay. So this first one is from our friend Katie. Uh, this is about her top five favorite new kid episodes. Um, so she says, Hey guys. So here are my top five, uh, new kid episodes. I love the episode of the podcast. It was really fun. Her number five is meet the Carmichael's from Rugrats. She says mm-hmm. this is the episode where we first meet Susie. Even though this episode revolves around Tommy and Susie trying to find her bedroom, it is still an interesting episode to watch, and I enjoy it even now. Um, Number four, Doug and the Little Liar. This is a very interesting episode, and I liked Loretta a lot. She was a very interesting character. Um, Number number three is not an episode we discussed. Um, It's Bad Girl from The Secret World of Alex Mack. Uh, she says, oh. I love this. Do you know it, Andrew? No, I'm, I'm oh. just intrigued to hear <laughs> from Alex the, Mack. Is that the one with Jessica Alba in it at the dance? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't know Jessica Alba was on Alex Mack. Yeah, that was like one of her first roles. I, For some reason, I picked up on it as a kid. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, she doesn't yeah. say. She says... Uh, I love this episode. I really love the show. I have the complete series on DVD to add to my Nickelodeon DVD collection. What I liked about this episode was that Alex wanted to be in the goth scene like her friend. 
So something something to do with goths, <laughs> which is very nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Alex dressing up as a goth, though. It seems very uh, atypical <laughs> of her usual yeah. hip hop kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, her number two was T at the T uh, T at the Tree Dome from SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, she said, "I had to include this episode. Uh, it was made 1999. It is a classic first season episode, and it's where we first get to meet Sandy Cheeks, uh, who is a very fun character. And her number one is New Squid on the Block from Rocket Power. Nice. She says, "Look at that, Rocket Power represent." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I simply love this show. Uh, this is a gnarly show, and I just love rewatching it. A great introduction to the character Sam, and I just love everything about the show. It's awesome. Uh, and that's from Katie. So thank yeah. you, Katie. Yeah, awesome. Great. Um, this one comes from Jacob. He says, Dear BOC, it's been a while, gut buckets. With all the craziness going on in the world, I started falling behind with the pod, but I'm back at it again. I want to talk about your 1997 year in review. Joey was right. 1997 was one of the best years of the 90s, with only 98-99 being superior in my view. With so much popular culture exploding onto the scene in 1997, I had the urge to dish out my picks on what I loved and hated during the year. Favorite video game? Croc. Legend of the Gobos. Um, It was the first console game I ever played. Fun fact. The game was first pitched to Nintendo as a platformer starring Yoshi from the Super Mario series, which is why Croc and Yoshi look so familiar. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, favorite, yeah. Uh, favorite Nick show? Angry Beavers. It's a relatively okay show, but it's Halloween episode. The day the world got really screwed <laughs> up is just a masterpiece in the art of the spoof. Please mm. review it for Podtober. Yes. Yeah. Favorite Nick episode, Arnold's Halloween. Of course, I'd pick this one, as it's my favorite 90s Nick episode ever. Close call, Keenan and Kel's parental guidance. Ferguson, Arnold saves Sid. The story was just so cliched and tarnished Sid's character. Uh, favorite TV show, Pokemon. Close call, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. The concept that many of the stories in this show were based on real events had me totally transfixed as a kid, and the show holds up well today with its timeless premise. Ferguson, Cow and Chicken. A truly inappropriate and lazy excuse for a cartoon. Come on, come on. That that drew a lot from Rocco. It even had, what was his name? Um, David Feast, who voiced the red guy, was friends with Charlie Adler, who did uh, Ed Beakhead. So that hurts to hear, but I guess not everyone's a hardcore aficionado like I am. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Um, Favorite movie? I've probably watched more films that were made in 1997 than any other year of the 90s, so choosing a favorite was excruciating. But I picked Hercules, as I love both Greek mythology and Michael Bolton. Okay, yes, he, I confess this. <laughs> he's he's redeemed himself because I love that movie too. <laughs> Lots of great moments there, especially with James Woods as Hades and his uh, usual shtick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, close call. ABC's Tower of Terror. This came from the mind of D- DJ McHale, and it's Ooh. one of the few ghost stories outside Are You Afraid of the Dark that makes you fear ghosts one moment, <laughs> then completely root for them the next. Wow. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't either, but it's kind of interesting because Tower of Terror's, uh, what was that, Twilight Zone ride in uh, Universal Studios or something? Yeah. Yeah, 
and uh, Twilight Zone inspired Are You Afraid of the Dark? So it's like a, a full circle kind of connection going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more close calls. That darn cat. <laughs> Leave it to Beaver. And Free Willy Three. Wow. Uh, Ferguson. <laughs> Home Alone Three. People can hate Batman and Robin all day, but at least it's so silly it's entertaining. With Home Alone 3, it feels so unnecessary and boring. Uh, Favorite music video, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. The concept of the vid is so simple it's genius. Close call, Picture of You by Boyzone. The Irish boy band that made this song has since faded into obscurity, but the vid itself is memorable for its inclusion of Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. Seeing him, <laughs> wow. Seeing him, sorry. Seeing him try to co- trying to co- copy the band members is hilarious. And here's this little nugget for all the Joeys out there who love Mr. Bean. <laughs> Picture of You is best remembered as the main theme song for the first Bean film. Oh. oh look at that. Um, Wow, all the connections are happening. <laughs> okay, I'll have to. I'll have nice. to give it a listen. I can't recall it off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, favorite song? If you could only see by Tonic. Ooh, that's a close good one. calls. <laughs> Sorry. Do you <laughs> do you know what it takes by Robin, and truly madly deeply by Savage Garden? Oh yeah, classic. Uh, yeah. And favorite album, Savage Garden by Savage Garden. A near per- a, a near perfect album that feeds all the senses. And if you like oh. that sort of music, I think the radio friendly nature of the album makes it even more enjoyable. And yeah, I'm an old softie for mushy tunes. <laughs> stay, stay safe out there, guys. Sincerely, Jake of the Jungle. Oh, thanks, Jake. Yeah, thank yeah, you. That was a one. fun letter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wraps up uh, Sponge Goes to the Movies, but uh, always great to take a stop at Camp Anawana. Yeah, it really is. It's Um, like childhood all over again. (laughs) Um, Love it. Well, it's not quite set in stone. What are are we doing uh, next, Andrew? Uh, Next week, we're going to ask for your opinion on what episode we should talk about. So, um, Joey and I will each give you a couple episodes to choose from, and uh, we'll see which one wins out. Yep, it'll be posted on uh, Twitter at uh, BOC Podcast, and it'll be posted at least for a day on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. So, if you want to vote for what episode we talk about next, um, vote there. You can also email us, uh, as Katie and Jacob did, at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Leave us a review. That's 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 uh, that helps other people find us. So that's really helpful. And speaking of helpful, uh, Brett, thanks for doing your first full episode with us. Yeah, and I'm also happy to give you the art for this too. It was it was fun to come up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully everybody's checked out the uh, art for the episode. We got uh, Sven and Helga uh, lo- <laughs> locking locking eyes by the sofa. <laughs> yeah, handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. you very much for having me. It was truly a pleasure, and uh, hopefully, I'll be back sometime for uh, you know Pete and Pete. Are you afraid of the dark? Salute your shorts, or you know anything you want to do. I'm always game. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Cool. It's been so great having you uh, as a part of this world, this podcast world. Yeah, and to think uh, a year ago, I just found out about you guys. So it's it's amazing <laughs> what can happen in a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. for sure. 
Well, uh, we hope to see you guys all next week. That's right, what time it is now? It's half past three. My girl should be back about half an hour. Let me go and take a shower. Dress good, put some perfume so I can smell good. Let me take it to the movie, sure. I'm sure later on you will be my baby. Let's sit down and just be by my side. I got the popcorn, I know what I do like. Let me take it to the movie, sure. I'm sure later on you will be my baby. Yeah, girl, you can go to the movie anytime you like, you know what I mean? But guess who you gonna call? You baby boy Banks, because you still got chance, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, whoa, um... Let's sit down and just be by my side. I got the popcorn. I know what else you like. You like. W A R T Ward Radio Wellsville. Andrew. Oh, yeah. I thought we were waiting for like uh, the cue. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> the music cue. Blah blah blah. <laughs> You're off to camp every day on Nick when you watch Salute Your Short. I'll be here tomorrow for more from Camp Anawana. I want to go home.